Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 28. If you counted all of them, it is 222 episodes. I'm Craig. And I'm Britt. And Britt. We have survived another playoff week, and our teams are now clashed in an immortal, eternal battle of a no... Survive Survive is a strong word. (laughs) It is a strong word. It is. I'm not really sure I survived Sunday. Um, It was a rough night in the Brit household, I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of alcohol. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My wife never drinks on a night before she has to go to work. It's like her thing. If she's got to go to work the next morning, she never has a drink. And that game went to overtime, and I just went into the kitchen to pour myself a large glass of bourbon. (laughs) And she said, whatever you're pouring, bring me a shot of it. Wow. And, yeah, that was like, I was like, yeah, okay. Do you remember the movie Scrooged? Yes. Do you remember near the end of it, he is so unnerved that he can't even pour a glass of scotch, and the scotch is just, like, splashing on the table (laughs) as he's just trying to get, like, that's what it felt like. As I'm sitting there, that that game was insane. So we'll break those down. But first, let's start where we always start. Greg, what are you drinking tonight? So tonight, I have a can from Athletic Brewing because now I know people are going to argue with, oh, it's non-alcoholic, but whatever. Um, Because I already know that I'm going to be drinking a lot um, Sunday. So. You know. oh, yeah. <laughs> this is this can is the is from their pilot program. This is called paired, so pair with apostrophe d with lime IPA. Um, so full disclosure, I had one of these already, so I already know what it tastes like. If okay. you if you enjoy beer with a blush, if you enjoy beer with a like a lime taste to it, kind of like a you know. I don't want to say it's something as basic as like Corona line, but it's it's along those lines. So okay. it's very enjoyable. So you, I would say you do have to like the lime flavor. I don't get a lot of pear on this. It kind of like you get the pear up front, but then it's all lime after that. And foot quick, funny story is I went there because, you know, they're in Lordship. Yeah, they're not far. They're like halfway between our houses. Uh, yes. So I went there just to to pick up stuff and... You know, they will, they're really nice and they will let you try and they'll open a can of anything if it's not on tap and they'll let you try it um, for free. Mm. So, you know, I was trying different, different pilot ones they had and we're talking and I was telling her that like, ever since I discovered Athletic Brewing and, you know, they've grown like a huge exponential amount um, since we discovered them. Yeah. You know, I tell, I still tell people, I'm like, if you like beer and some of their beers if you put it in a glass you would never know it's non-alcoholic and i said you would never know it's it's not a real beer and she was like well it is beer i'm like oh damn it why did i say that it's not what i meant oh poor choice of words (laughs) i know it's my fault with the wording i apologized i apologize i told her i would not do that again yeah but yeah phrasing Oh wow! Okay, yeah, they 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 have breweries in Connecticut and California, and they distribute nationwide. I've heard their ads on the freaking radio at times, so they have really gotten huge, and their stuff is fantastic. Yeah. I tonight just have a simple glass of Diet Coke because, as I explained, <laughs> Sunday was rough, <laughs> and Sunday is going to be rough again. Sunday is going to be rougher. Um, <laughs> you know, I I believe our wives are plotting to try and escape. Um, because it's it's the early game on Sunday. Yeah, it's like but, three, um, three o'clock, three thirty, three three thirty, something like that. So, but uh, before we get, so let's get right into some burning hot takes. So, you want to give? You want to receive this week? Um, I will give this week. What do you got? Full disclosure, I was up till about one a.m. roughly, a little before one a.m. playing a card tournament last night online. So, it, to say that I am in a veg- vegetative state is giving vegetables a lot of credit. <laughs> So, go easy on my brain meats today, but what do you got for me? Uh, so, the first thing I have for you is, there's, you know, now it's an off-season for the majority of the NFL. Yeah. Things are changing for teams. Oh, sure. And one notable team that is changing is the New Orleans Saints. Uh, their coach, Mr. Payton, has decided to step down. Mm-hmm. Um. It really, my question for you is like, is now, are the Saints in a complete, total, 100% rebuild 
yeah. now? And like, do you think they they said that they he doesn't want to coach again for a year? But do you think the Saints try to trade him? Because the Saints are like, I think they have some cap issues too. Like, I'd have to look that up, but. They, they can't trade a coach. They can release him from a contract. And there have been examples in the past, like when Gruden went to Tampa, I believe they had to compensate the Raiders to let him out of his contract. Stuff like that has happened. But, I mean, does, does Peyton have time left on his deal? I mean, are they uh, I think he the has, deal? I think he has two or three years left. And the Saints are currently, are you ready? <laughs> The franchise yeah. is currently $74 million over the salary cap for the 2022 season, $34, oh $34 million more than the next closest team. So they're going to have to make some changes. There's no you – know, I'm, I'm opening over the cap right now. Uh, as a free agency uh, words, there is cap, <laughs> cap space. No, I don't want to buy custom uniforms. I want to see cap <laughs> sure space. Okay, 2022, where are you? Saints. There you are. You're all the way at the bottom of the list. You have the worst cap space in the league. Wow. And that's not even joking. That's legit. Okay. Well, hmm. All right. So now I'm looking at people who they can save money on by cutting. There's a fair few. Michael Thomas. They owe Michael Thomas $24.7 million, but only $22.7 is guaranteed. So they can save $2 million by cutting him. <laughs> Uh, this gotta be, wow. This is just kind of like sad. I mean, okay. David Onimata. I don't know who the hell that is. They can save three mil, almost four mil by cutting him. Same thing with Malcolm Jenkins. They can save 1.7 million if they cut Will Lutz. They're underwater on a lot of these contracts. Bradley Roby, they can save 9 million by cutting him. They're going to, they're going to have to make these moves. Like these guys that I'm, I'm scrolling down the list and I'm like, who, Mark Ingram. They could, he's got no cap liability whatsoever. That's $2.3 million just by cutting him. But I'm scrolling down this list of people that have big cap numbers, and like some of these guys I've never heard of. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson Jr.? <laughs> <It's>, okay. <clears throat> His cap liability is under $200,000, but they owe him $2.7 million if they keep him on the roster. They're going to have to make some serious cuts here. Um, but yeah, uh, they well, they can't gain cap space by doing anything with Peyton. They're just going to have to go into total rebuild mode. I'm looking at who they're underwater with. Alvin Kamara, they lose money by cutting Kamara. They lose money by cutting Lattimore. Wow. What about Taysom? Hell? What about Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill, they're underwater by six mil. Oh, they owe him his salary next year with bonuses and everything is twelve point three million, but his cap number is nineteen, which says to me that they structured stuff. They structured back payments when they read didn't they just redo his deal uh, i think they did so i mean there's now there's a lot of guys with zero guaranteed salary but they have a high cap number but like i'm like i'm looking here and i'm like okay so that david animata guy again i have no idea who this guy is i it must be a lineman or something or he's on the defense he has a guaranteed salary of zero but he has a cap <laughs> number of 9.3 so they can it's it's fake money Right. Cap numbers, if, the, if there's no guaranteed salary, cap numbers are fake money. So they cut this They cut this guy. They pay him nothing. They report to the NFL that 9.3 is probably uh, bonus money that they've already given out to him. So it's nothing off of them, and they save $3 million the cap. These are the kinds of guys they're going to have to cut. Malcolm Jenkins, they're going to have to cut Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, Will Lutz, they're going to have to cut Will Lutz. You know who has uh -huh. zero... Cap, their cap number is $3 million and they owe him $3 million is Jameis Winston. So Jameis Winston ain't going anywhere. <clears throat> they save nothing by getting rid of him. But there's there's a fair few <clears throat> guys here that I'm looking like, oh, here we go. JT Gray, guaranteed salary, $0. Cap liabilities, 500000 They save $2.1 million by telling him to go away. They have a lot of – it's very clear that they intended to just make massive cuts this year. And they're going to have to. They're going to have to try to rebuild in the draft, or they're going to have to make trades. Yeah, I think they're out of everyone. I think they are in the worst, uh, the worst position on any team, clearly, yeah. like money wise. They're in rough, rough shape. I mean, and there's a fair few. Like, I would say, how many teams are under, in the red right now? Going to right now for 2022, negative cap space one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams. 
the Falcons, the Rams, the Titans, the Giants, the Vikings, the Cowboys, the Packers, and the Saints. Let's just really quick. The Falcons, not contenders, no. right? But they're, they're the closest to, the, the, to even. The Rams are in the playoffs. The Titans in the playoffs. Giants, not. Vikings were in the hunt. Cowboys in the playoffs. Packers in the playoffs. Saints just lost their quarterback. It's of these teams, like only two of them are really out of it. And you're like, why are you spending so much money on your shit? <laughs> the Chiefs have $22 million of available cap space, and they're playing in the AFC Championship this weekend. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's play that game. Oh, there, this is an easy answer. Of the four teams remaining, who do you think has the most cap space going um, into next year? I'm just going to guess the Bengals because they don't spend you're a lot of money. <laughs> $59 million in cap space available. They are the third most flexible team in the league. And that team is already good. So what are they going to do? They're going to literally drive dump trucks of money up to defenders and, and linemen. Um, yes, that's pretty much what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, Tyler, Boy, Tyler Boyd's only counting $10 million against their cap. Joe Mixon's only counting $11 million against the cap. Joe Burrow is less than 10 Trey Hopkins, 7 mil. Jamar Chase, 7 mil. See, this is what happens. You get all these rookies. The <laughs> yep. problem is in <laughs> What happens two in years, three year, two or three years? <laughs> And two or three years, it's going to be a problem. Your cap space well, number is going to start um, to reduce. Is Tyreek Hill still on his rookie deal? I think we just reworked him. Hmm. But that, that would mean, let's see, let's see where he is. Yeah, we did rework him. His cap number, his cap number next year is 20.6 mil. <laughs> but only 2.6 mil of it is dead. So we would save $18 million by cutting him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his guaranteed salary this year was only 12 mil. He's got one of those escalating contract things. Yeah. But, but we, I mean, there's there's some guys. I, I expect the Chiefs to make some moves. And they're not underwater with the cap number. Their cap number is decent. But I think they're going to make some numbers. They're going to make some moves. Uh, you know, Frank Clark has got a huge cap. We saved $12 million if we cut Frank Clark. I, oh, really? <laughs> He's so good, but I, I can't imagine he's going to be on this team next year. I just can't. I hope he is. I really do. But anyway, all right. Um, the other part of it you have to realize, too, is uh, Melvin Ingram is a free agent next year, the guy who we got from uh, Pittsburgh. So he's not counting towards anything. He's going to want to get paid. So there's going to be some changes there. But anyway, all right, to my question. So we talked about uh, Sean Payton. Um, actually, and I was going to talk about cat, uh, cap casualties. Oh crap. You stole both my things to talk about. <laughs> I've got nothing. I've got literally nothing to bring to the table. Well, you know what? Mm. I'll bring this. Okay. Hold on. I got to look up the guy's name on the fly. I'm doing it live. The giants hired a general manager today. Oh, did they? GM Joe Schoen. I don't know who this guy is or where he's from, but he was introduced a couple hours ago as the new Giants GM. And the reason I bring him up is because he said something interesting during one of the during the press conference. He said they wanted to build an offense around Daniel Jones that would use his talents to be successful. And then when somebody said to him, well, what about the playoffs? His response was something to the effect of, well, you know, these things don't get fixed overnight. My question to you, I've never heard a GM walk through the door and go, I'm the right guy for the job, but please keep your expectations low because this is just so bad <laughs> that it's going to take me about a decade to work out. That's never what they, <laughs> they walk through the door and they're like, I'm going to make this team a Super Bowl contender as fast as I can. This guy walks through the door and says, I want to see our quarterback be successful, but let's be realistic here. Craig, is, is he going to last in New York with that kind of like, come on. That's a, that's that's the thing. Being in New York, I think, is the hardest place to be for any sports team or people involved with these sports teams. Because because you know we live around here, so we see it all the time. It's it can get very brutal. Oh yeah. But I do like his his kind of reality check and his straightforwardness, which I think kind of goes a long way, at least around here. Uh, because like look, example. Like, look at the Bengals when Zach Taylor became their coach. They won two games. It's taken him three seasons to get to where they are. So I do think mm -hmm. people need to be realistic about, you know, because we've mentioned this before, like teams expect 
coaches or like a new quarterback to come in and then all of a sudden they're winning a Super Bowl that year. <clears throat> that doesn't yeah. doesn't really happen. Like look at the Jaguars, for example, this year. It does like there needs to be some kind of reality check for people and I actually I it might work. We'll we'll find out. Yeah, I mean that so here's here's the quote. It's if talking about about what players could be back and their their salary cap issues because if you remember correctly just a few minutes ago the Giants is one of the teams I listed is really bad in the cap. Quote, it's a concern and it's real. Kevin Abrams, who's the assistant GM, and I haven't talked about it yet. We've looked at it. We're going to get together at the end of the week or first thing next week to start formulating a plan. To get below the salary cap, we're going to have to clear some money. But again, when the new head coach gets in here, the new staff, we're going to get together. We're going to watch the film. We're going to evaluate everybody. We're going to talk to the support staff. Who are the guys that kind of fit the vision that we're looking for? Who are the guys that are going to buy into the program? And then we're going to make educated decisions once we have more information. These are going to be difficult decisions that are going to have to be made. End quote. He, it's, it's, read between the lines. You're all on notice. <laughs> that includes Mr. Barkley. <laughs> all of them. Every per, No one's job is safe right now. No one's job is safe. And I'm looking at the... Saquon Barkley is, has... Oh, they saved nothing by cutting him. His, yeah. his cap number and his dead money are the same number. But, like, they're on the hook for... Bi- Daniel Jones saves them nothing by cutting him. I mean, they've got so many people they're underwater, underwater with. Adore Jackson? I don't even know who that... He's a cornerback. I've never heard of this guy. They're underwater with him by three mil. They lose three mil by cutting him. They will be... It'll be cheaper for their cap hit to keep him. But guys like Sterling Shepard, Kyle Rudolph, uh, let's see here, Riley Dixon, Devontae Booker, these are all guys they can save money by cutting. And that's those those are the guys they're gonna have to look at getting rid of. Because you're not you can't do anything with Leonard Williams. You can't do anything with Andre Thomas. You guys spent way too much money in the wrong areas. You spent you're on the hook for nineteen million dollars in dead cap for your left tackle. Damn. And breaking news, he's not that good. He's Damn, not I didn't know it was good. that much. How many <laughs> how many times was, was was he sacked this this week or this year? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Uh, I don't know. Let's look it up. Stack numbers. We'll do it live. Pull football reference. Okay. 2021 games. Sacked. Where's the total? I got to do my own math? <laughs> yep. 6, 8, 12, 14, 17, 19, 22 times. And six, and seven, and oh, he only played 12 games? Yeah, because remember he hurt his Did neck. Did he miss time? He did. He hurt his neck. He was sacked 22 times in 12 games. Well, no wonder he hurt his neck. <laughs> your left tackle is supposed to stop that from happening. This is supposed to be the general of your offensive line. Everything flows through the left tackle. That's insane to me. That is insane to me. No wonder your, your team is bad. Just saying. All right. All right. What's your, what's your other question for me? What else you got? Um, <clears throat> so another team that... Who I, I know for a fact that their owner was very disappointed when they lost. Um, <clears throat> Mr. Jerry Jones uh, has... Ex- years of Cowboy fans sustains <laughs> me. Has expressed frustration with Amari Cooper. No. <laughs> I'm um, his, He said, I don't have any comment on Cooper's contract. I thought <clears throat> I thought that the way we were playing early... When we did make something happen, I thought Cooper had a big part of it, and I'm not being trite. But how he fits in, he should take half of the field with him when he runs a route, not half. Half is an exaggeration. <laughs> so basically, he goes on to say, basically what he's saying is, the beginning of the year he looked good, but after that, you didn't. Um, yeah. So do you think, you think, do you think Jerry Jones, at after that loss and the way they lost is just going to clean house for people because let's let's face it he's in a position owning the cowboys where i feel like and you know because of his age he's not a spring chicken i think he he is just so focused on them getting back to the super bowl he's just like i don't think anyone there is safe either like at the giants i think he's just gonna he's gonna see people that he wants to be at part Mm -hmm. dallas and just put them there and hope that, it works. And that's, that's the problem, is that Jerry Jones, the owner, 
is also Jerry Jones, the GM, is also Jerry Jones, the building owner. And that's why we joke, you know, we use his name in front of everything. Whenever you, Jerry Jones is Cowboys presented by Jerry Jones at the stadium owned by and built by Jerry Jones and the <laughs> construction crew of Jerry Jones Engineering. We, we make that joke all the time because his name appears on everything. And because of that, I, I don't want to go political here, but it kind of reminds me of a former president who no matter what you said to him, he was going to do whatever the fuck he wanted. And that's kind of what Jerry Jones does with his team. And that's why that former president wasn't successful. And that's why Jerry Jones's Cowboys have not been successful. Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones does not know how to build a winning franchise. There, I said it. Oh, how could you say that? He got, he, he hit three draft picks right in the eighties and he got <laughs> them all in a row. He drafted a hall of fame quarterback, a hall of fame wide receiver and a hall of fame uh, running back. And then went and got a good coach. And he still managed to fuck that up. They could have won two or three more Super Bowls, but you alienated the coach. Yeah, you let the pieces true. around everybody go away, and you just—he's not—he's not a good football man. I'm sorry, that's my opinion on it. He's not a good football man, but he thinks he is, and he thinks everything he does is the right decision. And mm -hmm. it was a genius move to bring in Amari Cooper until it wasn't, and it was a genius move to bring in Mike McCarthy until it wasn't. It was a genius move to have Tony Romo as their quarterback until it wasn't. Tony Romo got out before he was shown the door. Smartest guy in the history of the Cowboys organization. <laughs> the smartest guy in the modern Cowboy era. Oh, that's right. He, he just didn't, like, he just didn't come, he just was like, I'm done, wasn't he? He just retired. He just retired. He's like, I'm done with this. And he could probably had two or three good years left. He chose to walk away. Why? Because he, he sees that this is how this organization runs. You are the king until you don't do what they want you to do. Amari Cooper was celebrated. Remember, he got there, he made an instant impact. Oh, my God, they're in the conversation now. Now, he's bantha poodoo, and they're moving on. <laughs> yeah, and here's, here's really quick. Here's when they asked him about uh, Mike McCarthy. He said, I've got a lot to think about regarding these coaches, end quote. <laughs> well, so, good for you. So, yeah, I, I think, guess. <clears throat> I think he's just, yeah. I think Dallas is going to change next season, and then we are going to see the same Cowboys again. Yeah, over it's like a, it's like a you know you remember people what records were just getting stuck and repeating itself. Yeah. So yeah, we're doomed to repeat history. All right, so um, really quick, I just want to go over the games from last week. We're not going to do a metric again this week. I sat down, I sat there and I said two games. It's just not enough information for me to build a metric, and work is busy, so. I'm I did not do a metric this week. So we will talk about oh I didn't get anything from the I didn't get anything from the source. Sad. I forgot to ask him though. This is kind of on me. <clears throat> uh that's true, but he you know the he did get into the entire discussion about playoff um overtime. So Yeah, you know, I <laughs> I'm not I'm happy that my team won that game. You know what? Let's start there. So let's let's start with with Chiefs Bills because it was the most and what was a much better weekend of games. That was the most stellar game, I think. Um, you know, the Niners-Packers, it's just, it was it was a yawn fest. Well, it was only a three-point game, but it was a yawn fest. They were all three-point games. If you had a dollar on some backwater bookie saying every game would be decided by three points, congratulations, you're a millionaire. <laughs> because they all ended by three points. Did I lose you? You got really nope. quiet. No, I'm here. Okay. Um, so Bill's Chiefs, uh, and I'm sorry, that they didn't all end by three. That one ends by six, technically. Sorry. Everybody else ended within three points and on, on field goals to clinch it, which was kind of interesting. But um, listen, I, I've never liked overtime. No matter what you do, well, we don't like overtime being decided by a coin flip, so we're going to make sure you have to score a touchdown. Well, then what happens? The Chiefs score a touchdown. They run off the field. Here's my issue with this, by the way. As a side note, Mm -hmm. Where was this outrage three years ago when the fucking Patriots <laughs> did it to the Chiefs? Uh, there there was, but it, the volume was like on 10%. Because people want to see the Bills go back. They think John Josh Allen is the next, uh, is, is the next, what's his name? Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Who's that Jim guy? Kelly. Thank you. They, the people, the Bills are the underdog team right now. The Chiefs used to be the underdog team. But even then, the, the two people, oh, you know, that's, that's just, you know, Tom Brady's going to another Super Bowl, and that's all that matters. 
that was so blatant an issue back then that, again, I'll go back to it. I think I brought it up last week. The gridiron heights from that week, when they, they explained the overtime rules to Patrick Mahomes and to, to Tom Brady, the referee in the stupid parody says, Tom Brady gets to punch you first, but if you're still standing after he hits you, you get to punch back. <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes goes, wait, I may not even get a chance, and then Brady punches him and punches him through a wall. And that's it. It was an issue then. It's an issue now. The league has to do something other than the stupid college rules. Because well, the, one league, of our friends, the league got rid of field goals. Doesn't that make you happy? No, because it didn't solve the problem. It didn't solve the problem. Our friend Rich, who does occasionally listen to the show, and said, by the way, on my stream the other night that he was going to make sure to listen to our show because he wanted to hear the smack talk between the two of us. we got to get some smack talk <laughs> at some point. So hi, Rich. And hi, hi Rich. Deb. Um, Rich, somebody put up there, he goes, if, if you had alternating possessions like they have in college, you wouldn't have this problem. And he immediately responded with a meme. He goes, no, you'd have a different problem. And the picture was final score, 19 overtimes, 142-137. <laughs> if you get these, these two teams could not stop each other virtually all night. No, right both, both defenses were not good. I mean, the Chiefs, they both put their punter on the field once or twice. But it wasn't like either team had a good record. It's not like either team's defense could stop them. That, I mean, that's, that's all there is to it. I think the easy solution is you got to do one 15-minute overtime and end it like you do in the regular, no sudden death, one 15-minute period, evaluate the score, and if you got to go another 15 minutes, you got to go another 15 minutes. And if you're there for six hours, you're there for six hours. <clears throat> I once watched UConn and Boston College go six overtimes. Oh <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. While Damn. I was in while I was at school. Jesus. While I was at school, that, that while I was at UConn, they went they 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 won a six overtime game against Boston College. I it's it happens. But that's the only way you're gonna do this. And and you know what? Here breaking news, folks, nobody manages a clock better than Andy Reid. Oh, but with that one year in Philadelphia, that was fifteen years ago. <laughs> And that was more Donovan McNabb's issue than Andy Reid's. This team, you don't believe they manage a clock? They manage a clock. They got a touchdown with 13 seconds. Sorry, a field goal with 13 seconds. They went from, oh, shit, we're gonna, we got like two plays to throw a bomb to, oh, my God, look, we're kicking a field goal. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so we got to do something, but that's that. I, 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 we can't. Every change we make just prolongs the problem in a different direction. So, all right, but your thoughts on Chiefs' bills. What, what did you take away from this game? I, the last, probably like the last five minutes of that game was, was unreal. Like there were, there I were was so drunk. There were turnovers. There were, there were touchdowns every like 40 seconds. It was, it was literally like playing retro bowl. Yeah. Like it just, you just score as much as you want <laughs> and hope and you we, score we, the most. <laughs> and we had a prolonged conversation about it on our thread about the whole, and the source was very clear. The source is like, you know what? The Bills did have a chance to win that game. It's called play some defense and don't let Travis Kelsey catch a touchdown in overtime. Our contributor, Sean, took a different look at it. It says both these teams' strengths are their offense. Both their strengths should be out on the field. They should both have an opportunity to respond. Yep. And there's multiple ways to look at this. But I think everyone looks at this and says we can do something better. We just don't know what it is. And alternating possessions into infinity is not the answer. They would still be there. They would be. I mean, even Andy Reid is still, even though the Chiefs won, Andy Reid is still for the overtime rules they presented when uh, yes. they lost to Brady. Yes. The Bills are, the Bills, they need, they, I don't even know. I'm, I don't even think they need pieces. They, they are experience away from being championship contenders, and now I think they're there. To me, the Buffalo Bills are the most dangerous team on the planet right now that's not playing. I hope to God they're not on our schedule next week, next year, and I pity the entire AFC East because Josh Allen is going to be up 42-3 to in the fourth quarter, and he's going to go into the huddle, and it's not going to be like, let's run the ball down. It's going to be like, hey, you guys remember when we lost to the Chiefs? Great, so do I, and he's going to call a play. <laughs> they are going to drop the hammer on everyone next year. Don't be shocked if this team wins 14 games next year. Don't be shocked. So you, I should be, I should be young. shocked. That's what you're saying. 
Yeah, well, no, I wouldn't be sure. <laughs> Speaking of shocking results, let's talk about Bengals-Titans from Saturday. Oh, now, man. I seem to remember a clever young man saying he thought the Bengals would beat the Titans, and that would be me. <laughs> and I believe that there was another clever young man on this podcast uh, who also said the same thing. So I feel more vindicated than shocked. Um, I think what shocked me was that the Titans offense was so out of out of sync. I for for me watching that game, yes, it was very stressful. But <laughs> me watching that game, I think the Titan when Derrick Henry got hurt in week eight, the Titans had to completely change their offense because their offense, as we all know, res, res, uh, revolved around Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. He was gone. They had to come up with a whole new way to play offense, and they, for the most part, they were good. I mean, they were in the playoffs. They were the number one seed, so they did something right. And then all of a sudden for this game, important playoff game, Derrick Henry comes back. Now all of a sudden they're in some weird hybrid game plan trying to put him back. They don't know how his foot's going to be. He has metal plates in his foot, like, and they're still trying to play the old way they were playing. It just did not work. And he still touched the ball 20 times for 62 yards, and he wasn't the leading rusher because Dante Foreman had 66 yards rushing. He did. He had the longest rush of the game. I mean, we yes. all, like, I knew Derrick Henry was going to score a touchdown at some point, and he did. But then, you know, the Bengals stopped him on multiple plays with them only needing, like, a yard, two yards. Yes. So, and then we got the Ryan Tannehill that people half the time think that how he's going to play. Like the first, the first pass of the game was an interception and that just set the whole tone for the game after that. Yeah. So I, so Titans are out. So that sets up Bengals chiefs. So let's give the people what they want. right now. (laughs) And let's just, let's just do this. Let's just, let's just, (sighs) just have it out right now. Watch your prediction. And then I'll tell you why you're wrong. All right. So my prediction is that I'm going to add in the the because I really I don't know where we are in time, but I'll let in the my, my betting oh, prediction. Mine. Okay, good. We'll add it in anyway. Um, you definitely want to take the over in this game. Uh, yeah, it's, well, hold it's, on. I had it on my screen. Where is it? I had it. Damn it. Oh. There it is. Uh, it's over under 54 and a half right now on FanDuel. Yeah, it's and it might go up again. It probably will. So definitely take the over in this game. I'm just going to say that. Uh, this game is going to be... If this game is like the Chiefs-Bills game, don't be surprised. Although I will say... Don't be surprised if you hit the over at half. <laughs> you could hit the over... That, that's not a joke. I this know. game could be 28-25 at halftime. <laughs> Very easily. But I will point out that for the Bills having the quote-unquote number one defense in the NFL, they pretty much let Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense do whatever they want. The last time you know, these, in, the last time the Bengals and the Chiefs played, Patrick Mahomes had under 300 yards passing, and the Bengals won. So, but here, yeah. and and here's here's why here's why that's it's, that's different because don't forget <laughs> the Bills beat the Bills beat the Chiefs earlier in the season. They dominated us at home during our our early slide of the season. Now, the Bengals have played us more recently, but I also think that just means we now have more tape on what we're doing. Why the Chiefs win this game, your offensive line seems to suddenly be made out of paper mache. Joe Burrow was sacked nine times last week. The first playoff winner in like 25 years to have suffered more than eight sacks. Like that people were like shocked by that. Now that speaks a lot to how great the Bengals played as a unit. But if you give this and the, te- the 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 Chiefs are a blitzing team, if Burrow doesn't get hit and Burrow held the ball way too long against the he, Titans on several plays, you and I had that conversation. Yeah, multiple and, times. And Cinch, Cinch brought it up too. So I know there, it's, it's a combination of I think Burrow. You remember how Patrick Mahomes was playing at the beginning of the season? He was just trying to make things happen no matter what. Yes, I think part of that was Burrow's fault. Like he just felt he had to do something instead of just throwing the ball mm-hmm. away. And then, yeah, the other half is the play calling slash blocking um, because mm-hmm. Bengals call a lot of plays where the receivers just jet downfield and they're not turning around. And there's, yeah. like, no one in the middle, so what are you going to do? Yep, and that's that's why I think it's going to be the difference in this game. Your offensive line is not as healthy as it was, and that's just the, the rigors of a season. That's just the rigors of a yeah. season. Um, don't forget, that was the game that uh, Tyreek Hill came up with the bad heel. He had a bad game. We were without Hilaire. I think the Chiefs are going to be firing on all cylinders. I think this game is going to be 
I think I think the Chiefs are going to win this game pretty pretty well. Um, I also think that there's a wealth of more experience on the Chiefs side of the ball in terms of playoff football than there is on the Bengals side of the ball. Um, you know, so I, 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 I'm obviously going to back my team, but I mean, if I'm looking at this and maybe I'm cherry picking my opportunities, but I see a lot of areas where I'm just like, okay, the, I, the chiefs should be stronger here now, but we said that people could say that about the Titans too. People could say that about the Packers over the Niners. So that's why they play the games, but I'm going to pick the chiefs and I am going to go with a high scoring game. I'm going to go with 42 to 28. Wow. Calling the score. All right. All right. I absolutely. And I'll 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 put a dollar on that when it comes <laughs> up to it. So all right, so that's the AFC side. Um, let's talk really quick about the NFC side. Rams at Bucks. Tom Brady's season is over. Craig, your thoughts. I don't I really don't even care other than I'm just happy Matt Stafford advanced. <clears throat> um and like Britt said, you know, of course I'm gonna pick the Bengals to win the Chiefs game, the Bengals Chiefs game, because why yeah, duh. Um this game, honestly, beginning of the year, I was saying that Matt Stafford has a chance to be have the kind of season his skill set, you know, should have he should have had a long time ago. Right. Um so I think the Rams are gonna win because I think overall the Rams are much more talented as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know, San Francisco has Debo and sure. There you go. Because <laughs> every yeah, everyone think- else is just kind of like they just they're not at like the same level as he is right now playing wise mm-hmm. um you know i know they have an amazing tight end but what did he have like what did he have last week like 10 yards receiving like not it was talking I, about um their tight end who's tight end san francisco's seem, oh san fran i was like wait a minute you're to, what are you talking about you're talking about george kittle yeah like if you can right if now. you compare his numbers to debo's like and this he is was, you know it's four for 63 all right i was off on the 10 yards okay Pretty good though. No, but that is good. But I'm just saying, like, over if you look at what the Rams have as a whole unit and their defense has been playing great, I don't think San Francisco is going to be able to keep up with them. Mm-hmm. Um, would I like the dream of reliving again the the Bengals San Francisco uh, Super Bowl? Sure, but I think the Rams are going to win this game. You're not going to have to have you worry about that because they're not going to get past the Chiefs. So that's <laughs> that's the end of that. But to your point. So the leading receiver on San Francisco was George Kittle, had four catches for 63. Cooper Cup had nine for 183. Odell Beckham had six for 69. And Tyler Higby had four for 51. So, okay, so Tyler Higby had 12 fewer yards, but he had the same number of catches. And there were three receivers who had as many catches and almost as many yards individually as your leading receiver did. Yeah. Part of my part of my frustration with Kittle was is I had him on a lot of fancy teams and yeah. wasn't what I was expecting. So that's yeah. another part of my problem. I, I agree with you. I think the Rams <laughs> are going to steamroll them. Um, the only thing I want to revisit from Rams Bucks is I don't know if you uh, heard this, but Matt Stafford's wife has a podcast of her own. I, I've drawn a blank on her name. I apologize. Um, and uh, she she said on it that this week uh, when and when Dominic and Sue got. Um, got flagged for taunting. Mm-hmm. She said on her podcast that apparently in Dominican school, in Dominican Sue can't stand Matt Stafford, that they played together for five years. And she goes, and Matt has no idea why. Oh, sad. <laughs> like, like she has, they have no idea why. Like she saw that, as she said in the podcast, she saw, I, I saw the hit. I saw him start to jaw. I saw him say something that was like, I'm going to fucking get you or something like that. And she was like, oh my God, here we go again. And she said, I saw him after the game and he was, I was like, what the hell was all that about? And he goes, I know, right? Why can't, I don't even know why that, what I did to piss this guy off, but we've been <laughs> on other teams for like three years now and he's still getting angry at me. <laughs> oh man, they should yeah. work that out. I mean, I, well, I, and Dominican Sue is the problem. Uh, I, I mean, know, I know he so. does step on people. So on the other side of the ball, Aaron Rodgers is demanding a recount. This game was stolen from him. Um, he can blame the woke mob, the vaccine, whatever he wants to blame. But his season is over. And yet again, the Packers can we, cannot beat the Niners we, in the playoffs. Can we just talk about that really quick? Because I never thought about it before. The Packers Go ahead. The Packers had have right now Aaron Rodgers, who t- outside of football, the way he had, like, if you look at his football numbers, he's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. He has one Super Bowl. Yep. 
And then also you go back a little further. The Packers had Brett Favre. Iconic, iconic um, quarterback with one Super Bowl. Yep. Like what? What is it with the Packers and not and like not being able to like put it together for multiple years? I don't know. I don't know. And I remember thinking when Aaron Rodgers won his first Super Bowl, we're going to see him again. He's going to be a Brady slash Manning type, where we're going to see them in multiple Super Bowls, Mm -hmm. and it just never materialized. And. I'm tired. Listen, Aaron Rodgers is going to the Hall of Fame based on his numbers. I prefer, you know, I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll steal the line. I want winners. I want guys who win games. I will take an Eli Manning over an Aaron Rodgers because Eli Manning won playoff games. Oh, but Eli wasn't a good quarterback. That's that's true. Eli was not a great quarterback. He's still going to the Hall of Fame because he won two Super Bowls and uh, and he's a more reliable option than Aaron Rodgers. And guess what? He comes without the drama and the bullshit. Yeah, right. Right Eli now, Aaron Manning. <laughs> go ahead. I was gonna say Aaron Rodgers is zero and four against the 49ers in the playoffs. Yes, Eli Manning got benched by Ben McAdoo because everyone <laughs> around him was bad, and breaking the longest streak in NFL history for consecutive starts by a quarterback. And Eli Manning was like, "Well, you know, the team's got to do what it's got to do." If they had done that to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers would have been on 17 podcasts blaming everyone else. Yeah, probably. Zero pity. Probably. Zero pity for Aaron Rodgers. Zero pity. Do you think do I you think he stays do you think he stays in Green Bay or is he done? No. No, I think he's done with Green Bay because he thinks he's better than they are and breaking news he's wrong. He's wrong. I will I will say this though. I, his his comment when he got drafted by the Packers um doesn't look very good now. Yeah, he said, are you upset the Niners didn't draft you? And he was like, they're going to regret not drafting me. Not right now, they're not. Because Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have played in more Super Bowls than you did. That is so odd, isn't it? There's things you don't Jeez. think about. Yeah. Oh, we are... We are we are getting we are getting word from the source. Uh-oh. I'm getting I'm getting text messages. I hold on. I gotta log into the server. <laughs> I, I, so we'll, we'll 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 talk about. So that sets up. We, so we're both picking the Rams, right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. We're, and we're split on the AFC games. Okay. Clearly. So so let's get to the, the bets of the week. Oh, my God. He sent me like six text messages. Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. Um, he likes the Rams minus three and a half on FanDuel. He just has a feeling they aren't going to let the 49ers beat them three times this year. That's another stat that was fascinating to me. On NFL radio this week, I think it was Ross Tucker or Jim Miller, one of the guys. It was Jim Miller from Moving the Chains. There's this perception that it's super hard to beat a team three times in the same season. I've heard, And I've heard that before. People are like, it's so hard to, to sweep a team three times in a season. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> 21 times before this weekend, a team that has played each other twice in the regular season with one team sweeping it has met in the playoffs. So 21 times a... Niners Rams situation where the Niners are 2 and 0 against the Rams this year has come up in a playoff game 21 times. In those 21 times, 14 times the team has swept the other team. Wow, really? That's 2 out of every 3 times. So if history is your guy, there is a 66% chance that the Niners sweep the Rams. However, the source says, I just have a feeling they aren't going to let the Niners beat them 3 times this year. On the other side, I'm scared of the AFC line. I think the Chiefs will win. Oh, oh no. Thanks, Source. Thank you. Seth, he's, a, he's a jinx. He's a terrible jinx. Every time he's like, I think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, they lose. Uh, I'm scared of the AFC line. I think the Chiefs will win, but seven points is too much for me. I'm thinking a Chiefs-Rams 4.5 teaser. It's paying it even money right now. Hold on. I just bet it. <laughs> and he sent me a screenshot of the bet. Nice. Oh my God! Okay, so there it is. The, the the line from the source this week is a Chiefs Rams teaser, which puts Chiefs at minus two and a half and Rams at plus one, and it pays even money. What about you, Craig? What are you betting this week? Well, like I said before, I am I am taking the over in the Bengals Chiefs game. Oh yeah, that's, um, that's yeah. I do. I kind you know. Looking at the teams and like thinking about the Rams defense, I kind of like the under for that game. Really? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of do. Let me just go back and with the uh, I, oh come on screen. 
sorry. Uh, that game was... It was 46 and a half. Wow. So I think I think I would take the under there. Um, and then, you know what, kind of playing, you know, betting, you know, prop bets are fun. So I do, you know, I'm looking at those. Some that look good, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., anytime score, t- anytime, yeah, anytime touchdown scorer pick. Uh, right now, the odds for that, I think, are at like 130. So okay. if hypothetically you bet, um, you know, $10, that's, you get back 23. And if you want to go for the super, you know, sometimes it's hard to, now here's the thing. Those long shot bets, the numbers always look amazing. Oh, you the, mean like the dollar I just put on Byron Pringle to have the most playoff receiving yards <laughs> at plus 9,500? Exactly, because I was looking at, um for the San Francisco game, I was looking at the first touchdown scorer, Tyler Higbee, 1,100, plus oh 1,100. God, it's going to happen now. It's, it's never happened, but it's going to happen now. <laughs> so 10 like, bucks gives you 120. So I just know. put a dollar on that stupid Byron Pringle bet. Watch, he's going to have 200 yards in AFC Championship. The Chiefs go to the Super Bowl. He catches 14 passes for 310 yards, four touchdowns. He's the MVP, and I just won $95 on a <laughs> look at Byron Pringle bet. It and could I, happen. I think the anytime score for uh, Byron Pringle is like 175 right now. Wow. It was like plus 500 three weeks ago. <laughs> I know. I've been betting it every week. It's made money every week. He's uh, caught. He's caught touchdowns at three straight games. I think that's because so. everyone. You know, honestly, since he won you that uh, tournament, he's just been slowly becoming more relevant, right? He has been. He definitely it's has bizarre. been. He's a house. He's a household name now. He he was he was the best kept secret on my fantasy lineup in one pool a year and a half ago. And now I can barely afford to squeeze him into a lineup on a single game like captain's lineup. It's bizarre. It, oh my God, he's got he's he's more expensive than Miko Hardman in daily now. All right, so I'm going to take the Chiefs in the over, and I'm going to take the Rams in the over. And my fly bet is going to be I'm going to put a dollar on Byron Pringle to have the most playoff receiving yards for the season. So I also like to point out at this point that on December 18th, I used the last dollar of my bonus money, the very oh, last you? dollar of my bonus money, <laughs> to put a dollar on the the Bengals to win the AFC Championship, and that was December 18th. The odds of this were plus 2100 at the time. So that's a now twenty-two dollar um, payout that's staring me in the face. They're not offering me a cash out on this, which is shocking to me. Not they don't yet. want to not pay me to go not away. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. So all right. So one last thing before we get the final thoughts. How are we doing on time? We're almost out of time. Um, interestingly enough, there's already potential Super Bowl matchup lines up. Is there? Yes. I want to give you every possible scenario. And okay. you tell me, gut check, just off the top of your head, which side are you taking? All right, all right. I'm going to go in order they have them on FanDuel. Rams at Chiefs. Chiefs favored by a point and a half. Wow, okay. Take it. Rams or Chiefs, point and a oh, half. Oh, oh, I was out there telling me the other ones. Uh, no, 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 we're going to do each of them. Rams <sighs> plus one and a half. God, the Chiefs. That's too close. Yeah. Niners at Chiefs. San Francisco plus three. Um, still, uh, yeah, still Chiefs. Rams at Bengals. Bengals plus three and a half. Oh, I'll take the Bengals. <laughs> Niners at Bengals. Bengals plus two and a half. Oh, Bengals all day on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's that one. I want to bet that now. I kind of want to put money on that now because nobody's laying money on the Niners in the Super Bowl against the Bank and any Super Bowl matchup. No one's like, you know, I'm going to do it. They can void it, right? Uh, it if it... I think so. If it doesn't happen or they don't play. Yeah. So, yeah, if you put it's that, minus... if you put that on a parlay, like it shouldn't count technically. I just put two dollars on it. The Bengals beat the Niners in the Super Bowl plus two and a half. So I'll, I would take, obviously I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs-Rams game would be fascinating. There are no over-unders up. That over-under is going to be about 714, um, in which case I'll take the under. But that, that game is going to be explosively. And then this, I think the Rams and the Chiefs pre- provide the most firepower offensively in terms of scoring. In terms of player props, the Bengals provide the most offensive, interesting yeah. information. Um, and the 49ers are just kind of happy to be here. 
They're just here <laughs> so they don't get fined kind of thing. But I thought that was funny. We're, we're, uh, we're three days away from championship weekend. And, oh, by the way, here's the Super Bowl lines. What? what? Why how not? Is, how Why does that not? happen? How, how, how are you in charge of this? All right, here you go. Most passing yards, championship Sunday. Pick who's going to have it. You tell me, and I'll tell you the odds. Um, Burrow. Burrow, Mahomes, Stafford, or Garoppolo. Burrow is plus 170. Him and Mahomes are tied. No. Oh. Most receiving yards. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, it's glaring at me. It's oh, staring man. at me. Well, first off, I got to put a dollar on Byron Pringle, right? Because I just. I mean, you plus do. Plus 3,400. Yes, please. <laughs> most One dollar. Re- most <laughs> receiving yards. Oh, man. All right. Well, why don't I tell you? I'm going to go. Who, I'm going to go with Cup. I'm going to go Cup. Who's the other name in your head? Um, Other name in my head would be Chase. Okay, so Cup at plus 210 mm-hmm. or Chase at plus 410. Oh, all right. See, now, so now it's more mm. interesting when you hear the odds, right? Because <laughs> I'm looking scro- – I, I, I think Cup's going to have more yards, but Jamar Chase getting twice the payout, he could have more yards. He could, and, and I don't know if your safety is going to start this week. So, And then uh, – oh, yeah, what is the word on Tyrion? He hasn't practiced yet. He's still in the protocol. Oh, he's fine. <laughs> Rub some dirt on it. It's a concussion. You're fine. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, Sports Nation. Oh, here we go. Injury updates from CBS Sports. Let's see what else we got. Because you guys got some injuries to deal with too, right? Oh, Burrow and Higgins are on the report. Uh, Matthew was the only Chief to not practice today. Uh, Andy Reid says he's going to play though. Andy Reid says he's on track. What about you guys? Where's the see? Uh... Cam Sample is the only guy who didn't practice. Today. Oh, all right. Did you notice, like, really quick, how there were no one got no one was positive for COVID the last two weeks? Yeah, funny how this how funny how the the nation spikes, except in the NFL in in January and February, isn't it? <laughs> Weird. What are they test? Are they testing three guys? And they're they're, pre- t- t- they're testing practice squad guys. <laughs> Stick this up your nose twice. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We had a we had a freak out in our family. I shouldn't even say this. We had a freak out in our family. She's like, I have a headache. I'm taking a COVID test. And I'm like, okay, listen. <laughs> take it take a Tylenol first and then come back like a half hour later. And if you still don't feel well, take it. We can't we can't go through COVID test kicks like they're 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 water here, but we are way over time. Perfect. Craig, championship Sunday. I'm so sorry in advance that your team is gonna have to lose in Kansas City. I I you know I I'm, I'm going to take the final thought now. I'm just going to apologize to you now for what's about to happen to your team. I, I just, I feel really, really responsible. But on the plus side, next year, it's going to be the Bengals and the Bills in a in a showdown while the, the Chiefs just kind of sit by the side and go, eh, we're getting too old for this shit and win like <laughs> six games. So don't despair this week when it, it doesn't doesn't work out. Just, just enjoy the game. That's my final thought for you. Oh. And enjoy the bourbon. How much bourbon's left? Uh, a good amount, a good amount. I was right, I was pacing myself last week because I was man. I had beer too. So, good man. Um, right, well, so um, uh, for me, I will say I still have that sad music I had before um, that I used for you. So, I'll cue that up when I uh, do the editing next week because you probably will be sad. More than likely, I, I, you'll I'm, be sad. Um, I'm gonna feel fantastic. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> I'm gonna feel fantastic. Uh, I'm gonna drink on this cast. And for me, though, though, really, though, for me with the Bengals. Uh, man, it's weird. It's kind of how you felt when the first time the Chiefs got back to the playoffs in like 2019. It doesn't feel like real because yeah. it, you know, last time I saw this happen, I was uh, 10. <laughs> yep. So it's not real for me. It hasn't really sunk in. Yeah. So real. I just hope it's a good game. I hope there's no stupidness with the referees and no one gets hurt. Um, but no matter what happens with the Bengals, they are definitely on the right track. This is probably the best team they've had in a very, very long time. So it's really nothing but up from here with them. But, but speaking, spe- I was thinking, speaking of beer and whatnot, mm-hmm. do you still have that bottle of vintage Igor's Dream yes. that we were scared to? Tr- what year was that? Uh, I'd have to go look. I don't know. Okay, because I, I just got an email from from Two Roads. By the way, they're they're taking their. Um, they're uh, they're taking pre-orders because uh, the Igor's Dream releases in like a week and a half, and uh, they've got 2015 bottles on sale. Oh well, maybe we'll have to buy a new one. I haven't checked the cork on that, so 
Okay, yeah. Look. Um, so did you? Th th there's the standard that's aged in bourbon and rye whiskey barrels, but then there's also a maple syrup barrel variation this year, and a well, that's that's barrel. all. That's all, Sean. Yeah, I, I don't like maple syrup flavored. Like, I'm not a stout guy to begin with. So, like, I look at this and I'm like, oh, all right, I'll let the guys know. I have no desire. I, I will not. Igor's Dream is like the one two roads beer I won't touch just because I don't like stouts. Um, but, like, I don't like maple syrup flavored stuff. Like, Sean loves maple syrup flavored whiskey. I can't stand it. Yeah, some, sub nasty. some stuff is just way too sweet for me. So, I just can't even. Like, I, for me, really, I can't even drink a full can of soda anymore because it's too sweet. Oh, wow. So. Hey, by the way, what size jersey do you wear? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pre-order a Byron Pringle jersey for you. <laughs> I would wear a Byron Pringle jersey. <laughs> I, I, I want one for myself. Do they exist? They must oh, exist. They, the AFC Championship jerseys are available They're, now. Though you know they are probably more expensive than they were last year. Because last year you probably could have got a Byron Pringle jersey for like twenty bucks. <laughs> I probably would have had to have it special made under the your name, your number program. Probably. They're like, what name do you want on the back of it? Pringle? Your name's Pringle? No, I want Pringle on the back of it. <laughs> I'm looking to see. Oh, there it is. Byron Pringle jersey. Ships free, 119 bucks. In stock now. Oh. I I might have to do this. How how quickly can you get this to me? Oh, they have my size. How quickly can you get this to me? Ships within four business days. That's not soon enough. I needed <laughs> to order this last week. <laughs> Go back in time. Oh, all right. Anyway, guys, uh, what, you what you can do for us before next week is leave us a review wherever you listen to us. Whatever podcast directory you grab this from, please go there and leave us a review. It helps bring um, some attention to our podcast and helps us get other podcast directories to carry us. And we're always excited when someone adds us to their network. Um, you can also reach out to us. We are at FignutsDFS. That's Fignuts, D as in dog, F as in Frank, S as in schooled by the Chiefs on Sunday. <laughs> FignutsDFS on Twitter. Uh, we are FignutsDFS at gmail.com in email. And we are also the Football Fignuts podcast on Facebook. We are way over time, but I would be remiss without... I think we got to bet something on this game. Uh, we do. I already owe you. I already owe you a fancy steak dinner. So we're, I, I think right, we gotta well, go something different. All right. All right. So I what picked. You, I picked. Want? I picked the ribs last time. What do you? What do you want to bet on? Oh. Like what's your? What's the topic? Or product? <laughs> I, I I don't want to go something as as grandiose as a Byron Pringle jersey. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think. Hmm. He's thinking. Ooh, yeah, I am. All right, I'm going to amp this one up really, really good. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I am going to bet you a four-pack of beer Okay. from the brewery of your choice anywhere in the state of Connecticut. All right, all right. If I got to drive to Fox Farm and get you a four-pack of beer from Fox Farm, I will do it. I'm going to piss and moan the entire drive. <laughs> <laughs> but I will do it if I can get. A, and it doesn't mean I have to go to the brewery. If I can, if you sit there oh, and go, yeah. I just want a four pack of Abomination. I'm just going to the liquor store and go. What do you got from Abomination? <laughs> a four pack of beer from the loser to the winner from the brewery of their choice in the state. All right, fair, done, done, done and done. Check the tape on it. We have it on record. So, uh, so well. In, in either way, enjoy the game, Craig. Enjoy the bourbon. I bought him a nice. Thank you. Of bourbon. Thank you. So I you as I'm well. Glad. It is. It's unique, isn't it? It's really it interesting stuff. It's a really it's unique different. stuff from the, from from, the, from there. So, um, ooh, that just makes me think. If I win, I'm going to make you go to Waterbury so you can bring me back some more of that scotch from that place too because they're up that way. Anyway, but we'll be back next week. Um, well, I don't know. Are we going to record next week? Next I... week's kind of the off week. I mean, we don't have to. We can take a week off. You know, maybe, it's our, maybe it's, our pad, it's our podcast. We make the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously, we make the schedule, and, and and we actually we actually didn't build off it in as many weeks off this year as we did in years past. And I looked at them like, dude, if we record every week, we're starting next season in like May. We guess we gotta take a couple weeks off somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, but we'll be back. We'll definitely be back before the Super Bowl. Until then, enjoy the AFC conference, AFC and NFC conference games. Does it really matter about the NFC conference championship? The not, AFC wants not, not really. No. There's one football game to watch, folks. Watch the other one just because you realize at this point in the year you're almost out of football. That's the only reason to watch it. But until we speak next, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. 
And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Go Chiefs! Who day? <laughs>